to episode 23 of the Moving the Change podcast. This is Reek. I'm here with my co-host, Jake. Dane is not here with us today, but he will be back with us next week. Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. Man, is it, it's somewhat of an exciting time. I mean, I don't know. It's, the NFL Combine is here. Free agency is right around the corner. Like, for some reason, I enjoy this part of the "Quote unquote season more than the regular season itself, only because it isn't as stressful to me. But well, of course, because our teams aren't losing. We can't lose in the off season. Well, we, <laughs> we don't lose on the scoreboard in the off season. I think that's our saving grace. But yeah, yeah. I agree. It is. It is very exciting because there's so many moving pieces and so many things that are yet to be determined. It's just exciting, even for teams that don't have a lot of hope. You know, you got that high draft pick, and you can really, you know, draft that franchise changing player. So it's always fun this time of year for sure." Yeah, and uh, I, I guess for teams that are, like, really aggressive in free agency, I guess that's why I'm so excited for free agency because what I heard Howie Grossman say when he was meeting the media yesterday sounded like he was going to be pretty aggressive in free agency. And then all the rumors about him pretty much being all in on Byron Jones, like, stuff like that makes me excited, like, really excited. But as an Eagles <sighs> fan, you should be excited about any corner or any t- type of secondary help. So I do not blame absolutely, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like Christmas morning as soon as you see that signing the final. Well, I can't say any corner, but well, to get no, a, no, get no, a top flight yeah. one, like, man, I was Subjective. loving it. I like, got you. Like, I, I mean, people were talking about, you know, Darius Slay being in trade talks, and I'm like, bro, mm. if we can get him or get or get Byron Jones, I would, I would jump for joy. That'd be but, nice. I'd rather have Slay. Byron Jones kind of struggled in his – I mean, he was nice in his original conversion to corner, but he didn't have the greatest year, but he was all right. I don't, you're tripping. I, I no, nah, he, he was all right. He's been having a good year. Slate didn't have that good of a year last year because he – I mean, yeah, he hurt answering, but – To be fair, Slate plays for the Lions, so – He's no help. He is point. no – he is that, no help. That's besides the point, though. Like, usually he – plays elite last year he was still elite but i mean just only took a step back because of injury but like i said I, i'm okay with either one i don't care that man Byron was jones, tanking to get out of there <laughs> listen I, I i don't care like people look at byron jones's numbers and like i don't really pay attention to that because people barely throw the ball to byron jones so they're I not mean, attractive but i mean they're not they're not bad by any means he'd by far and away be the best corner on the eagles i mean there's no question about it but I don't know. Maybe like, the best corner on a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's the best yeah. corner on at least 20 cor- teams. Cor- uh, 20, though? Yes. 20, Byron 20. Jones is a top 10 corner in this league. I don't know, man. 20, 20 teams sounds like a stretch. He's good. Don't get me wrong. Like, he is good. But I don't know. I just like him more as a safety. He's not. Oh, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. He doesn't scream corner to me. I always liked him as a safety, man. He's played at an elite level. Like. 
I don't even know where you get this from, honestly, but I don't know. He 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 was good. He was good, but like I don't know. He's not I just don't they think don't even slay. I don't there's think he's a up reason, there slay. There's a reason Byron Jones does not get thrown to. There's a reason. I mean that's true. I mean, yeah, that's true. He's just he's he's a good So would you player. rather you'd rather have Byron Jones than Darius Slay? Like I said, I'm fine with either. Okay, okay. But, That's what I'm just getting at. I'm not saying I, I Byron guess, Jones I is guess, bad. I'm just saying I don't think I'd take him over Slay. I think Slay's still the guy. Still can be the guy, at least. I, I think Slay is better, but I also think both of them are top cornerbacks in the league. Definitely. Oh, yeah, no there's, no, there's no denying that. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not saying Byron, Cor- or Byron Jones is a bad corner. I just liked him better at safety. I think he performed better at safety. But, no, they made they made the switch to corner, and he was good. He was good because a lot of people can't do that at all. You've seen a lot of people go from free safety or strong safety to corner, and they just don't, don't work out. But he's done pretty good. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. I agree for sure. But um, any any corner help is going to help Philadelphia. So <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I guess that's going to lead us to talking about some of the top prospects in this class, last week we talked about, you know, we did the, I said talked about, we did our mock draft, our very first mock draft. I was excited for that. We got a lot of good uh, feedback from that. People were like shocked that I took McKinney with <laughs> 21st overall, but I mean. Man, I was too. I was too initially, but then, you know, after watching film and, you know, Dane kind of put me on McKinney bandwagon, like he, he's good. I really like Xavier McKinney. Like, he's really good. And the more I think about it, like, I just think he's going to be more of a playmaker at the next level than Grant Delpit will, especially with injury history. So. With Grant Delpit, <sighs> he's not he's not a bad tackler, but he's not the type of tackler you want at safety. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Xavier McKinney will smack you. Like, yep. he is not afraid to get his nose in there. And, you know, he's not afraid to get dirty. Grant Delpit. I wouldn't say he's a bad tackler, and I wouldn't say he's a scared tackler. I think a lot of it is an testament to the fact that he was injured towards the end of the year. But from what I've seen, I don't know. I just like McKinney a little bit better. A little bit better. Man, and and, and for me, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like a guy like um, – I'm sorry, that his name is slipping my Antoine brain. Antoine right Winfield? Now. Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. Man, I, I – I don't know why he's not getting like, I don't know about first round hype, but listen, I'm saying I'm seeing second. I'm not saying myself, but from what I've looked at in people projecting him, I'm seeing early to second and mid second, which is fine with me because the bears got 43. So if he wants to slip his ass <laughs> to 43, by all means, everyone stop talking about him. He's not a good player. Don't take <laughs> him. He's got, he, he's, I don't know. He's done something in the past that warrants, him to fall in the mid-second round. Screw it. Because the Bears need a backup safety because I don't think they're taking... I don't know. They might take a chance and re-sign HaHa to a long-term deal, but not sure. He he made I, he made good on his one-year proven deal, in my opinion. You know, similar to Tyron Matthew. Yeah. And uh, I think he should get rewarded, but I don't know if the Bears are in the market to do that, so... I am... I'm, if you guys don't get him, we, I'm, I'm more than okay with, with, with oh, yeah, taking HaHa. Yeah, yeah he, he was good. He was good. Yeah. I mean, everyone looks at, you know, the fact that he's replacing Adrian Amos. So they're going to go look at Adrian Amos' stats. And Adrian Amos had um, more missed tackles. You know, he may have had an interception or like a touchdown, whatever. Like, that's great. But, I mean, haha, Clinton Dix played really good for what he did, honestly. So 
And to be fair, like they kind of switched roles this year. Eddie Jackson was not in his, you know, usual safety role where he can roam and be a ball hawk and do a lot of this and that. Like he was all over the place and in the box. And that's just not Eddie Jackson's game. But haha did a good job filling in. So for a one year, $3 million deal to do all that, I'm, I'm cool with that. That's fine with me. Yeah. I don't know about long term money. Long term money, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like the guy. I loved him for Chicago in the year he played. But if, if they're going to give Haha Clinton Dix long-term money, I don't know if I agree with that right now because of how many holes they have elsewhere. Edge, O-lineman, QB, obviously. That may not change this year, of course, just because of the way the league is structured. And, you know, I think they're going to ride Mitch out another year. But there's so many other spots the Bears need to fill besides safety. Because safety, safety is like running back, in my opinion. I think safety and running back, I mean, they're very valuable positions, but they're also the most replaceable position. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. You can definitely draft somebody in, like, the fourth round, and they could be, like, oh, 100%. A, a, an okay. Look at Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson was a fourth-round yeah. fourth pick, and he's a two-time pro bowler, and, you know, he had five touchdowns in two years, and he's a beast. Yeah. He's a stud. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just one of those things. I think it's very subjective. It, uh, they obviously have to fit in your offense. Like Jordan Howard, they always say he didn't fit in your offense, yada, yada. That's why they shipped him off to Philly. But, I mean, he had three 1,000-yard rushing seasons, and he was very productive in his time in Chicago. But you look at David Montgomery, you know, they go spend him on, you know, an early-round pick, and he has 900 yards rushing. Uh, obviously, as you know, his yards per attempt weren't that great, but their O-line was terrible this year. So. yeah. And that's a that's a pretty good sign if David Montgomery is top five and you know broken tackles and you know did pretty good for his rookie campaign. Imagine when they get an O line. That just shows you how easily running back is replaceable in this league. So okay, with the Bears, I know they don't have a first round pick; they have a second. Do they have two them, seconds. Yes. Uh-huh. Do you see them going guard with one of those first two? <sighs> with Kyle like, Long, with Kyle Long retiring, like I feel like man. that would automatically make it like a big need. That's a really good question, honestly, because there's so many holes on this team. And believe it or not, everyone thinks it's just QB, which obviously that's the main glaring hole. But truthfully, I I would not have an issue with them going guard um, with the 43rd pick or the 50th pick. Um, I just think they need to address tight end early as well, because if you look at the tight ends, I mean – they just have zero production and they haven't had any since Martellus Bennett and Martellus Bennett was good in his time there. Um, you know, but then he kind of fell off. Greg Olson was really their last elite tight end. I'm not saying they need an elite tight end, but like, let's be real. The tight end is known as the QB safety blanket. He's there to get those tough yards, you know, those little check downs, those little stick routes, whatever. Mitch does not have that. Trey Burton came in on this four-year, $27 million deal, and he had 14 catches for 84 yards in the games he played last year before going out with a quote-unquote injury. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't really know. And then you have Adam Shaheen. You wasted a second-round pick on Adam Shaheen in 2017, 2018. He's done nothing. I I don't understand that pick at all. No one does. No one really does. I don't know what Chase was thinking that particular draft, like, Everyone's calling him Baby Gronk and this and that. And, you know, he got so enamored with the fact he's 6'6", that he runs fast. Like, he he hasn't shown anything. Wasn't I mean, that, and, the same, that was the same uh, draft they picked Trubisky, right? Uh, yes, I believe it was. Yeah, what I think it was, was going on in that front office that year? Like, to take a, a – a, wasn't he – isn't he like a Division three 
Tight yeah, he's, he came from Ashland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, like, you look at a guy from Ashland and you just look at other people on like George Kittle. George Kittle was available, I believe. I'm pretty sure. And he went to Iowa. He went to a big name school. He went to Big Ten, a good conference. Like, look at him. You know, like, I just don't get why the Bears go. And I get that because they want to be, you know, ahead of the game. They want to be ahead of the curve. They want to go out and look at D2 and D3. And I get that to find those but, hidden gems. But you don't do that second, second round. round. Exactly. You, you don't wait do that. I guarantee you nobody would have touched him until at least the fifth round. Yes, you don't you don't waste a second rounder, especially with your limited picks. You just don't do that so early. You can do it with your fourth and your fifth, and that's great. So Reed Cohen, you know, fourth, fifth rounder. That's cool. It worked out. That's not a risk. Eddie Jackson, fourth rounder. Okay. It was not really risky, but it really it really worked out, obviously. You just yeah. don't take a a potential or a high ceiling pick that early when you're limited with your draft capital. It's just not very smart. So um, to answer your question, I'm sorry I got off topic there, but to answer your question, I would not have a problem with them taking guard, um, but I do want to see the tight end address very early. Also, I think they're going to address edge rushers through free agency. Um, right okay. now, as where it stands, they have about $27 million in cap space. Um, they can create more. Um, you know, by making a couple cuts here and there up to 30 million, I believe possibly more, you know, maybe some surprises. Um, they already got rid of Gabriel Umukamara, which I think those were two needed cuts. Um, you know, they played good in their time here, but you know, it's, it's a business and they, they ran their, they ran their course, you know, it was time for them to go. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I would not be, I would not be upset if they took a guard because you got to protect your QB and you got to get the run game established because guess what? If you don't get the run game established, I mean, all you do is focus on the QB and guess what? Their QB wasn't that hard to, you know, figure out last year. Mitch Trubisky was not a tricky QB. He didn't make defenses pay. I mean, who was it on the Packers? Um, I don't remember who was, who was on the Packers, but he said, all we have to do is make Mitch play QB and we'll win the game. And guess what? It worked out because Mitch cannot win games on his own. And I don't think that's necessarily, you know, a knock on him. Because that's true for any QB. You have to get the run game established to set up the pass game. And when you don't get the run game established and you have a bottom, you know, 10 line in the NFL, you're not going to do anything because everyone's going to know you have to pass to win the game. You have to pass to score. And they can't do either of those. So it was a, it was a pretty one-dimensional offense, you know. So, yeah, I would not be upset if they addressed the O-line early. Um, Wait, no, is, I, is, is, is Trey Burton still on the roster? He is, yeah. Oh, God. Exactly. That's why I'm so, saying I need them to dress tight end because they've gotten zero production. And, I mean, it's just so bad. I mean, 84 yards out of a guy you're paying almost uh, $8 million a year to? Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down for that. I'm not down for that. Hey, man, I'm looking at free agent, the free agent tight ends. There's, there's a few. There's oh, a yeah. Few. You got Ebron and Hunter Henry and Austin Hooper definitely is hitting the market. Um, Charles Clay, Tyler Eifert. Uh, let's see. Darren you know, I Fells. wouldn't be mad if the Bears took a flyer on Tyler Eifert. I know he's kind of not washed up, but I guess kind of forgotten and, you know, kind of yeah. left in the mist there. But, you know, he had a big injury. I don't blame him. You know, all the credit to him. He produced well when he was in Cincinnati and he was a top 10 tight end when he was producing and playing. But, you know, when you have, I think it was an Achilles injury, I believe. I mean, one of those really gruesome injuries that he had, um, it might have been a patellar tendon. All I know is I remember the video, and it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and he's never been the same since. But if you bring a type like that in on a low-budget deal, like Ha Ha Clinton Dix, like a little prove-it deal, you could get 
high production or at least more production than you have been getting out of the tight end position for very low money. Haha Clinton Dix played really, really well on a $3 million deal. Same thing can be said for Eifert. I wouldn't maybe say that low, maybe like a, a two year deal, but um, it just proves the fact that you can, you can get some value and not spend top dollar in this year's free agency class, especially at tight end. Eric Ebron's one of those guys. Um, Hunter Henry, I mean, he might get some good money, but he's also kind of in a prove-it situation coming off a pretty big injury about a year ago. He didn't have the greatest of returns. The only one I'd really consider um, giving big money to would be Austin Hooper this year because I yeah. think he's proven, and he's only 25 years old. He's been consistent for the past two years. Um, that's the only tight end I'd really feel comfortable giving big long-term money to, but other than that, there's several options, especially for placeholders and temporary guys. Yeah, I mean, even if you look in the draft, I mean, you said that, you know, the Bears spent the high draft pick on, on the tight end a couple of years ago. They could do that this time, and it wouldn't be a reach. I mean, no, they got Bryson Hopkins, not. Hunter Bryant, Cole Komet, uh, Thaddeus Moss, Adam Troutman, Harrison Bryant. I mean, you can go on. There's there's quite a few really good tight ends in this class. Absolutely. And see, I wouldn't be mad with either of those guys, honestly. I mean, and even at that spot, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you need to address line and you need to address edge. And, you know, you have, might have a departing safety to take care of and linebacker because Danny Trevathan might not be back next year. And you just don't know with Roquan Smith coming back from his torn pack. You know, there's a lot of holes that can possibly be filled. But, I mean, let's be real. If you look at the Chicago Bears and you look at their number one issue, it's offensive production. No yep. one thinks about their defense. Everyone still thinks their defense is top 10, which it is. There's no yep. reason it shouldn't be. I mean, yeah, they had a harder schedule this year. They played some top-tier teams, but their defense kept them in the game and really did their job. The offense did not hold up their end of the bargain. Um, when you think of the Chicago Bears, I think the first word or the first, I guess, um, I guess first sense that comes to mind is struggling offense, Mr. Yeah. And that's what needs to be fixed and you know i think the way they fix that is either getting some line help which frees up a lot of you know opportunities for the run game you know gets misprotected or get a tight end because tight end is like i said it's a very tricky position in the nfl it's very valuable but it's also not necessarily a necessity because you see a lot of teams making it with you know middle of the line you know borderline fringe tight ends but you also see guys like zach ertz who are number one targets on, you know, teams. I mean, yeah. 100 plus receiving yards, or I'm sorry, uh, receptions a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, these type of guys can make or break your offense. Um, and I'm not saying they're going to get that type of guy in the second round, but hey, I mean, if any year, it's going to be this year. It's certainly not going to be a guy you took a flyer on from Ashland. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I would not be upset if they if they address tight end because I think it's very nece very necessary at this point. I would I would say it was – It'd be nice to get one, but I think at this point it's very – it's necessary because you're not getting any production out of that position. And you just simply can't have a productive, successful offense when you can't go in the middle of the field. You've got you know Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel and all these guys outside, but you don't have anything other than that. That's it. And when those guys are covered, you had no tight end. So, yeah, they got to they take care of that for sure. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Just so you guys know, this is like a freestyle episode. We're just we're just talking like that. That's it. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we we had a plan, but you know, Dane Dane went out for personal reasons, and you know, we kind of had to 
pitch that because we didn't really want to continue on with Dane or kind of like progress um, our discussions regarding mock drafts or big boards without him. So we're just yeah. kind of going off some stuff, you know, giving different perspectives on our teams, your teams, whatever. Um, yeah, you know, it happens. I'm, I'm just so ready for the 40-yard dashes tomorrow, like, or the workouts in general. Like, I'm Aren't you up- going? Oh no, you're not going to the combine. You're going to the draft. I was going to well, say. Well, 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 see Whoa. about about that one. About that, Whoa. I was going to go to the draft initially. Okay. But the prices are so high for hotels. And, oh, it's Vegas. What do you think this was? Well, well, see, the thing is, I was going to book the hotel and stuff like before, like like the first day it was announced, because the first day it was announced, the prices weren't that bad, gotcha. and then. I went and I looked a couple weeks later, and the prices skyrocketed. But we were still gonna go. And then my girl was like, "Well, well, I should say fiance." But yeah, there you go. Yeah, she was like, "Do you want to go to the draft or do you want to go during your birthday?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, financially, it's cheaper to go on my birthday, and we probably go longer." And it would just true. be a, a much more fun experience just going on my birthday. So, and, and to we, be honest with you, like the draft is only fun for maybe one round. Second yeah, round, I don't know if I want to stand like, around third, fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth, seventh. I, yeah. I don't want to sit there and stand. And I mean, they don't even announce the picks. They got a bunch of secondary guys and Make a Wish kids, and you know, honorary people making the picks. Like yeah. nothing that's really announced. There's hardly anyone in the audience at that point. I mean, there's no point in spending hundreds of dollars on that. That yeah, and that's all it came down to. First, it was just like the thought, like, oh man, going to the NFL draft in Vegas, like that sounds so amazing. But oh, it sounds great on paper, but when you look yeah. into it, it's like yeah, okay, one round is cool, and then second round, whatever, third round, maybe kind of cool, but then you're like fourth, fifth, sixth. It's Saturday morning at like eight a.m. and you're like, nah, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I absolutely don't want to go and uh and uh. Especially on the last day of the draft, there's no way, there's no way. Like I have to really sit down and think about that stuff. Like yo, I, that's that doesn't make any type of sense to do it. So, yeah, but I am going to my birthday, so that's not even a consolation to me. That's a win. That's an upgrade. But yep. yeah, um, let's see. Oh, I was talking about the combine beforehand. I'm silly, but like I, I just want to see. I think records could be broken from a. Quite a few positions. Linebacker, I think Patrick Queen could break that 40 record. I think he's Ruggs, fast, man. Ruggs did very well break the combine 40 record in general. Like, Do you think he will? I, I yes, think he yes will. Yes or no? Yes. Yes? I, I, I think he will. Um, I, I might do some prop bets tomorrow. I'm not even going to lie. because. <laughs> <laughs> Like you I, and gambling, man. You cannot stay away. Every listen, single day I say, no, I'm done with gambling. I'm done for this. I'm done that. I'm done. And I always quote it. I'm like, all right. Till tomorrow. Man, but listen. I, I, who was it? Was it CeeDee Lamb or was it Jerry Judy? Which one of them have a prop bet and the 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 the, the time for their 40 is 4.5. Either oh, one is like, are gonna you break serious? Are you yeah. Yeah, like I think it was CD Lamb. Yeah, they're breaking four or five. That's not that hard. Yeah, they're fast. That's man. Huh. You look. I at, would like, take that for sure. Yeah, you look at the first like ten wide receivers, and all of them possibly could break four or five. 
CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, LaVisca Chenault, Jalen Rager, KJ Hamler, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk. Um, oh, Brandon Ayuk's definitely breaking it. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Peoples jump. Well, he might not. He might be. Yeah, like, he might not. He's like 6'2, six, 6'3. Six, He's a bigger dude. He might not. Yeah. And then, and then, like Denzel Mims, I don't think he'd break it either. He'd be like a a four or five guy. I'd be shocked yeah. if, if he ran any faster than that. But yeah, I I don't see that happening. But I I think I think he uh, well I'd say I'd say Rugs Rager Ayuk maybe C D Lamb or Jerry Judy they could possibly. And I think break it, but. I, I, I think Hamler too. Hamler, I feel like he's fast. Block. He's fast as almost yeah. cost, but he, he's he's fast, man. Yeah, like he is, he is. Um, only problem with him is he's just he's five nine. Like I don't yeah, want he's like, small man. Yeah, like people were like, oh, him over Rager, and it's like relax, like yeah, no, I I, I I I like Hamler. Don't get me wrong, but pretty sure he's like one eighty too. Yeah, he, well, he's 5'9", 176. Jalen Rager is 5'11", 195. Like, that's what you want from a speedy receiver. Like, Yeah, like that's uh, Tyreek really Hill. Build. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's yeah. 5'10", so he's even an inch bigger than him. But, I mean, 5'9", I can't really think of many receivers that are 5'9". If he takes any hit, he's going to die probably. Like, I don't yeah. think – Like, he's fast, but I would hate to see him get take a hit. It was the yeah. same thing with Deshaun Jackson when he first entered the league. Look Great. what happened to Taylor Gabriel. He's 5'8", yeah. 5'9", and he had three concussions last year. <laughs> Look at Brandon Cooks. Like, little guys Oh, my like God, that, man. Like, yeah, he's done. If he has another one, he's in Jordan Reed territory. Get him out. Yeah. Because he's Bre- not going to have a good brain later on in life if that's the case. So I totally forgot you guys released Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, for- I liked him initially, but he just – I mean – he didn't really do enough for the offense. Maybe if they had other playmakers around him, the game would be opened up for him. But with the QB they have, offense they run. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's think he's not that for offense. him. No, nah, because when he was in Atlanta, exactly. When he was in Atlanta, he was fire because you know you got Julio and you got other guys that are worried about getting the ball, and then all of a sudden, oh, there you go, four three Taylor Gabriel over the top touchdown. You know. Yeah. But yeah. with that, with that type of offense, the Bears run. They didn't have to worry about that because. <laughs> Mitch isn't hitting him, so that's what's so weird about the Bears. Like, you know, he keeps saying, you know, we need to find our our identity, and it's like, dude, I don't know he, what it is. I mean, I, I don't know will. what it is. Like, I, no I do think does. they need, they need a good tight end. I really do believe that. I don't know if speed would be like what would fix them because I mean, you had Gabriel, you got Anthony Miller, like. You I got don't Allen know. Robinson. I yeah, mean, Allen like, Robinson's not slow. He makes good catches. Top ten receiver in the league. I mean, you had I, Trey Burton playing good, and then he wanted to suck. So weird. It's just a really weird situation. I, I think he just needs people that have a high catch radius or are just really good possession receivers. I don't think speed like determines how well that offense will work. No, like, I don't think it will either. They're not that type of team. I mean, maybe in the past, but they're just. Oh. They, I don't know. Their offense identity just—it's—it's it's nothing, and that's what the thing of it's—it's it's only they can only go as far as Mitch takes them, and Mitch's yeah. accuracy isn't the greatest. So, like, that's why I say they, they need somebody with a high catch radius. Like, well, they got those guys, Allen Robinson. I mean, look what happens when you throw the ball to him—he catches anything 
yeah and, remotely and, close to him yeah look how productive he is like that they need that like they don't need speed like nah, that's really not don't. gonna do anything for them like at all um you, i mean you have that with cohen i feel like that's really all you need i mean anthony miller's fast if you really want to go that route too yeah anthony yeah. miller's not slow cohen's fast you got riley ridley javon wims with good catch races they're just not putting it together their play calling is terrible mitch has been terrible just everything. Everything's been terrible. I mean, O-line's been terrible. Run blocking's been terrible. Only saving grace last year was David Montgomery, kind of, and Allen Robinson. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and, and even for David Montgomery, they didn't really start, like, making they him really a big part of the ball. office until, like, later on in the season when it was season yep. was out of reach. And it was like, well, exactly. what's the point of doing that now? Where was that earlier? Yeah, exactly. Like the, yeah. I remember, like people, so many people started him in fantasy and drafted him early, and I was like, yeah. I don't know about that because you know splitting the, the carries with um, with Cohen and and, and and targets in general is just like it I don't, I don't know if that'll work. Yeah. And well, Matt Nagy is always at the combine right now, saying, "Oh, you know, we're gonna find our identity." Like that's concerning. We're gonna find our identity. And like, you guys you hired Joe Lazy. know your identity, dude. Like, oh, it's – you got John, you know, you got Flip in there. Like, ah, oh, man. I don't know what's going to happen with, with your offense, especially with that, like, that staff. I, I like I like Flip, though. Uh, I like Flip, too. He's cool. He, he, he's really good. I mean, he was there when Wentz had his best season. I mean – You got a new line coach. I mean, we got everything Mitch possibly needs to succeed maybe minus like one weapon or like an offensive line which i think they can address but other than that you got all the qb coaches in the world in your room you got veterans you got Allen robinson you got guys that will make you succeed it's all up to you at this point because if it's if it's not working this year tank and get trevor lawrence and make up for that pick because our identity right now isn't rooted in taking mitch this early and it'll never end i mean patrick mahomes wins the super bowl and it's all about the bears that's it, it's miserable. Okay. It's miserable. It's okay. It's okay. You guys are gonna drive Jake Fromm, and then boom, Stop. You're good. <laughs> don't wish that evil on me. I have I've done nothing, nothing but respect you. No, I, I really do. I, I do think you guys are gonna draft a quarterback like in the mid to late rounds. I would love Anthony Gordon as a project QB. Dude, I, I, would really I, I like have him. him as like my QB six. Like I, I think he's, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's better good. than what a lot of people give him credit for. I mean, wait, initially projected as a, as a fifth rounder, but I think he's going before five. I mean, he's good in my opinion. So look at, I mean, look at the stuff he breaks and the records he broke it, you know, well, I, have him, I have him as my QB seven. Cause I have him rated better than Jake from from well, is not, I would hope so. From is not good. Like I, I, I'm, he reminds I'm me a lot of what... Aaron Murray from Georgia. Like, yeah, well, there you go, Aaron Murray and from the Georgia connection. The only Georgia QB that's come out of there recently has been Matt Stafford. It's been good because there's Aaron... been several good QBs in college from Georgia. Like they've been great in college yeah. and they yeah. produced in college, but they just don't translate to the NFL. Like, so. and Aaron Murray can't even stick in like the XFL. Like he's yeah, he's not he's not good. No, nope. can't stretch the field or anything. He's just like. He's just worthless. Like he's like putting one of us at quarterback without even like practicing or anything. Like, <laughs> Pretty much at this point, it's nothing. He's nothing right there. But I don't <laughs> know, man. This draft will be fun. There's so many just intriguing prospects. Like the receiver class is so deep. The QB class is so deep. I mean, and those are the two most, I guess, not important but exciting, um, riveting positions in the NFL, in my opinion. The guy who throws the ball and the guy who catches the ball. 
So as far as a playmaking standpoint in this draft, there's a lot of good guys this year. If the Eagles somehow mess this up, I don't know if I'd be able to forgive uh, Holly Roseman. I really wouldn't. I still I, haven't forgiven Ryan Pace, man. I understand. The, this the is most, a safe place. Literally the most logical thing for the Eagles to do is go defense and free agency. Go get like a linebacker like Corey Littleton. Go get Byron Jones or Trey for Slay. You pick. It doesn't matter. What's and your then cap in the space draft, like? Uh, I think we have a really good cap space right now. I know we, know we just cut Nigel Bradham. That saved like $5 million. Let me see where we are under the cap. Eagles cap. Some of the Bears are like 27 and a half, 28 right now. And that's good, but I mean, it's not like good enough to get like playmakers. They could probably get Matt Judon for like 15 million a year, but then you only have $13 million to fill out the rest of your team, which that sounds incredibly stupid because they're like, oh, $13 million. That's a ton of money, but in NFL terms, it's really not. Yeah. Uh, estimated cap space forty five million. That's not terrible. I'm sure that's, that could be that's more fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I don't well, know. I'm just comparing it to what I saw last year. I mean, the Colts had 122 million dollars in cap. Well, that's 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 <laughs> absurd. And that's gave an Devin Funches a one year 13 million dollar deal and did nothing else with it. But hey, I mean, if they didn't want to spend it that year, that was kind of a weaker free agency class. Save it. You still have 100 plus million to probably work with this year. So that was insane. I don't Dude, know what. I had so much money, $122 million, <laughs> and they signed Devin Funches to a one-year third. <laughs> oh, man, if I was a fan, I would not be, I would not be happy. But, I mean, yeah. hey, at least it's not, at least it's not a crippling financial move. I guess it's just a more so a failure to do anything and, you know, just a refusal to make a move, which I would much rather have than spending it all on terrible players or wasting, you know, wasting your money. So, cause you can still do stuff with it. You just want it now, but you can still do stuff with all that money. Cause they didn't spend it. So. Oh man, boy, do I remember spending a bunch of cap space on, on players that just did not work out. Oh, the, 20, there. the 2011 dream team, quote unquote, with Vince Young at backup quarterback, Cullen Jenkins, uh, Namdi Asamoah traded for D- Dominique Rodgers' commodity, and we didn't. Well, let me let me do you one better. Like let me do you one better. Let's see if you remember this guy, Lamar Houston, from the Chiefs, right? No, well, maybe. No, that's Justin Houston. I mean, that's I don't know Justin Lamar, Houston. but uh, no, Lamar Houston, monster defensive end from Oakland. Came over to the Bears in a free agent deal, I believe, and absolutely did nothing. <laughs> Hold on, in let me fact, type. in fact, he actually got hurt celebrating a sack in New England down, I believe, forty plus points. <laughs> he tore his ACL celebrating a sack down, I believe, forty points in New England. I believe oh that's God. the last time we saw him. They gave yeah. him all that money. Yeah, he is from the Raiders. Wow. To do nothing for Chicago. So I know all about these free agent signings that didn't work out. So, Dude, 2011 was just insane because Namdi Asma was literally like the prime. He was untouchable. He he was like the the big signing of that free agent class. I'm pretty sure if sports didn't have like a special, like where he was going. Like they had like a Namdi like. You know, like a Nomdi watch, basically. Like, and yeah. then he finally signed or whatever. And it's he like, signed oh with God. the Eagles, and it was like, what? Yeah, I, like, I remember that. I, I didn't see that coming at all. And they signed him. And and it was just like everybody was saying, 
Um, you know, we had Asante Samuel already. So it was it was supposed to be Asante Samuel, Dominic Rodgers Camardi, and Namdi Asimov. On paper, that sounds like one of the best cornerback rooms you could have, like Oh yeah. Ever. But oh yeah. That that ended up being a disaster. Like that lockout really did not do anybody any type of justice. I, I, it was crazy, but no, whatever. Never did. I'm glad, I'm glad we learned our lesson, though. Better late than never. I'm yeah, glad I the Bears learned their lesson. Our teams, so. so who are you excited to see most at the next level? Who am I excited to see most? Um, Anybody on the Eagles. But besides that, um, I'm going to stay away from the obvious, like Joe like Burrow. Joe Burrow, Tua. Chase Young. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess for me, it would probably be Rager. Okay. I, even if he doesn't go to the Eagles, I, I want to see him do really well because I see I see a lot of people saying, like, oh, he has a hands issue. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, every receiver has drops, but you're not going to blame him based on concentration. Like, his quarter, the quarterback play that he had at TCU was awful. Like, every year it was bad. Oh, yeah, dude, 100%. And, and, like, he just made a difference. Like, take Rager out of that offense and – they wouldn't have done anything. I don't even know how they were ranked at some points in in, in in the season for college football. Like, Rager really made that much of a difference. And, like, I want to see him play with a really good quarterback. That's why I'm like, okay, if he goes to the Saints, because it's like, okay, Drew Brees isn't like – he doesn't have the greatest arm, but, I mean, he's accurate. You won't see that many drops in the, in the NFL when you're playing with an accurate quarterback. I mean, that's just what it is. And if you can't catch, you just can't catch. I don't think this is like a case of, like – Nelson Aguilar, when he came out of USC, when he was like a fantastic prospect, and all of a sudden he just like forgot how to catch the football. Like I don't yeah. think you'll see that with Jalen Rager. So you that's hope one of the not. Guys, yeah, yeah, and I mean, so that's one of the guys I want to see do well. Um, anybody from Ohio State, KJ yeah. Hill, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Malik Harrison, um, you know, of course Chase Young. That's just uh, Damon Arnett. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Okuda. Man, <laughs> we have go. a lot of talent coming oh, out of there. Man. We have a lot of talent coming out of Ohio State, but I think yeah. I think that's one of my favorite players in this draft. Um based off like, you know, me watching him and his highlights, I think I think I really want to watch Okuda at the next level. Like he's so good. The thing so about good. the thing about Okuda is that everybody uh, all the receivers that were like at the uh, combine doing the interviews yesterday or not interviews, but like talking to the media. Um, they pretty much all of them said that at least faced Ohio state said the most challenging corner they faced in college was Jeffrey Okuda. So oh, yeah, there's a reason he's like going to be a top five pick. Yeah. I see a lot of people comparing him to like Jalen Ramsey. Like I'm excited. He's got a similar build for sure. I mean, six one. Yeah. Fast. Really good, really good. You know, press jams them at the line. I mean, yeah. he's airtight on his matchup. So yeah, I could definitely see that a lot. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey played more of like a you know a nickel safety hybrid at Florida State, so you didn't really yeah. get to see that one on one a lot with Jalen Ramsey. But yeah, I can definitely see that. I'd say the I'd say the top three guys I'm excited to see at the next level. I'll say four because I guess we just discussed Akuda, um, Isaiah Simmons. I want to see where they put him. Um, yeah. depending on the team he goes, how he translates to a full-time position, or if they're going to use him as more of a Swiss Army knife like he was at Clemson. So I'm thinking I'd really like to see him at the next level. Um, C.D. Lamb, 
I really want to see him yeah. at the next level. I mean, his his yards after catch and the way he makes people miss is going to be so much fun, so much fun to watch in the next level. Um, and then I really want to see how AJ Epinesa turns out. Okay. He is just so much fun to watch on film. 6'6", 280, wrecking ball with speed, good hands, you know, the good ability to stay inside his line uh, matchup. Like, I want to see him just, at least if it's not in the NFC North, I want to see him terrorize the QB for years to come because he is a fun guy to watch, and I think wherever he falls, they're getting a gym in him. So, But other than that, I'm not, uh, I'm not oh. seeing too many guys. Patrick I mean, Queen is another guy for me. I, him I, I, and Kenneth Murray see. interest me for sure. It's going to be interesting to see which one goes first or who's going to be better. For, but for me, maybe I just hate Oklahoma because you do. How many times they spurned me do. when it came to uh, oh, yeah. uh, gambling? But with Kenneth Murray, like I think he's like slow. Like I think he's like he doesn't he doesn't run fa- that fast to me. His motor's I, I, not as high as Patrick Queen. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, Patrick he takes Queen plays is off fast. Like yeah, like people are saying he can run a four three, and like I, I, that remains to be seen. I'd love to see it happen. If it does, I am okay with them taking Patrick Queen at twenty one. But oh, and uh, Jeff Gladney. I want to see Jeff Gladney at the next level too, because yeah. he's an undersized corner, but he is a he's a beast. So I want to see him succeed because, you know, he's going to be the type of guy like, you know, Tyron Matthew. He's only 5'9", and he's out there, you know, as one of these all-pro guys. I'm sorry, pro-bowler guys um, who makes plays, you know, despite his stature, despite his size. You know, he goes out there. He makes hits. He makes plays. I want to see if Jeff Landy can do that, if it translates to the next level or not. Because you don't see too many corners that are that small. Um, You know, his weight is not. It's, he's not a heavy guy. Yeah. Um, so it'd be kind of interesting to see how he translates to the next level. I think he'll be all right, though, depending on the situation he ends up in. If he ends up on, like, a terrible team with no type of help, no safety over the top, you know, anything like that, you know, he could face some adversity early on. But I think he'll be just fine. Um, There's actually two corners that come to mind that I really want to see shine besides the one you just mentioned. Um, I think I know who you are. I think I know who you're going with this. Bryce Hall for me is one. Oh, okay. Maybe I was wrong. I was thinking CJ Henderson. Is uh, that the other? I, I like him too. But okay. um oh man, I don't know how to say the other guy's name. Noah I I Benigi, Yeah, uh, I, I haven't quite I haven't I quite figured out how to call what to I call feel him. I, I feel terrible I, for not I know, knowing how to I say know. his name, but Yeah, because like, I watched this film and I'm like, Oh, I really like this Noah Igbahana. I'm like, What? <laughs> so I just call him Noah I or Noah Iggy because that's that's really all I can try to pronounce that. Igbino Guinea? I don't even know. I don't even want to butcher it or <laughs> say it wrong. But yeah, no, I liked I liked his film. Well, the thing about Bryce Hall is that I don't – well, see me, I look at mock drafts all throughout. Even during the regular season, I look at mock drafts. And you look at majority of the mock drafts during the regular season, Bryce Hall was like one of – he was top two corner coming out or supposedly was going to be. And then he got hurt against uh, Miami, Florida. I, I only know this because I bet on that game. But anyways, he got hurt. I think he missed the rest of the season and like – Completely fell out on the board. Like I, I'm looking on the draft network right now. They have him as like cornerback eleven or twelve. Like I don't, I don't, I think he's much better than that. Uh, I look at like Jalen Johnson. I think he's pretty lower. Uh, Cameron Dantzler, 
I don't know why Trayvon Diggs is, is rated higher than a lot of these guys. I, I, I like Jalen Johnson a lot. Yeah, I, I think Jalen Johnson is a first round caliber cornerback. Honestly, he is. I know he's not going to go in the first round. Right now, yeah, so. it's so it's it's crazy. Like the, the what the what the Eagles need. I'm just speaking from a fan's perspective, but what the Eagles need, like they're luckily deep at every spot that they need. Like like wide receiver, historically deep. Cornerback, yeah. pretty pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside defensive line, also pretty deep. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like, there's like nine guys that are inside the top 100 on on the draft network. So, I mean, I don't. It, we could we could really put a dent in a lot of like the needs that we have in the draft. Um, I don't think we should go crazy in free agency, but I mean, if there's a guy that we know we can get, then hey, I'm all for spending that money. But this draft, yeah, that's what's so exciting is, about it. Is- so much, so much talent to be had. I know you can say that about every year. Like, oh, the draft has, you know, the top players in the world. Of course, they're going to be, like, good. But, like, it's so deep. And, like, I mean, there's so many playmakers. And that's what you really like to see out of a draft is, you know, these type of playmakers. Like, you know, I mean, offensive linemen, they're not the sexy pick. They're not the pick that everyone's going to like, whatever. But, like, playmakers. You got guys on wide receiver. I mean, this is a historically deep wide receiver class, guys who are going to be making plays for five to ten years down the road. I mean, running back is a good class. DeAndre Swift, Dobbins, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, those are all guys that can make an impact to the next level. And then, of course, QB, Herbert, Burrow, I mean, Jordan Love, Tua. I mean, so many guys that can just be so potentially good. It's very, very exciting to see the team they'll end up on and the situation they'll end up in. Because there's a lot of guys there that can really make a really make a big impact if they go to the right situation. It might something might be wrong with me, but there's like I, I think I know like every single wide receiver that's coming out. Like I paid that much attention to the wide receiver. Oh yeah, dude, it's it's incredibly deep this year. I mean, it's I'm like I'm so just reading all the names and it's like like I see like the rank next to him like 224 for like James Prochet and it's like he was really good coming out of SMU. And then it's like, just because it's so deep. Not everyone can be a first rounder anymore. Or a second it's rounder. crazy. So many good players. So it's, it's like insane. an all star. It's like an all star game, basically. Like you know, you got Bradley Beal left off an all star game <laughs> for an all star team. Like Bradley Beal, yeah, averaging twenty nine six and like four at the time, off the all star team because of what? Because how deep it is. How many yeah. players deserved it? Now I think there's players that. You know, he should have got in over, but that's not here, neither nor there. But the fact is, like, it's so deep this year at receiver that, like, there's going to be first round and second round talent that doesn't go till much later on in the draft, which is good. It's good for the league. It's good for the teams that don't have those picks. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it. I'm just not looking forward to the the Chiefs taking, like, a running back like J.K. Dobbins and then making them better. That's the last thing they need to do is get better. (laughs) Like, they need to chill out. They turned Damian Williams into freaking prime Barry Sanders. And it's like, geez, man, it's like, relax. Like, I get it. You know, your team is an offensive juggernaut. But chill out. You got to make it fair on us. And you got one of the top tackles in Mitchell Schwartz. And, you know, you got some good – everywhere on that offense is good. Let's talk about Tom Brady. Well, let's, let's talk, talk about, the, about Tom let's, Brady. Let's talk right. about the free agent quarterbacks in general. Um. I'll ask you a question real quick. What is going to happen? What's up? What's up? What's up? Does Teddy Bridgewater deserve $20-plus million a year? 
Uh, I'm going to say yes, only because of what the market is. The, the market think, for I just average starting very, quarterbacks is around $25 million. Like that's Nick that's just, Foles got 22 That's absurd to me. At the time, it was like, yeah. okay, yeah, they overpaid. But now it's like, ugh, you got the market, $20 million the, on the books for Nick Foles? Like, eesh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I the market's it's, – it's only going to get crazier and crazier. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, this contract may not be warranted or may, like, be deserved, but it's just the way it is with the way the NFL works. They can pay that much money to a QB. So, I think he deserves more than $20 million. I do. Maybe not yeah. much more, but, I mean, A, he served his time. You know, B, he came back from that historically terribly – gruesome injury he's worked his way back he's been a professional he's earned a starting job in my eyes i mean whether it translates to nfl success as a regular starter is yet to be seen but i think he's done enough and he learned behind drew Brees, one of the top five qbs ever i mean if anything he's going to be in a much better position than he was starting in minnesota coming out as a rookie so yeah i think i think he could get that um do I think he can command a team or like lead them to a playoffs? Maybe not. I think he's more of a game he's manager. Good. He's a good stopgap quarterback. He exactly. I mean, he's more. like a he's like an Alex Smith type guy or um not, not Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco you know got the Super Bowl whatever. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Just one of those middle of the pack guys that you don't really you don't really hate. You don't really love. Just one of those guys that can be great or can be bad. So yeah, yeah just I, stack, I think just he's stacking with talent. Just stacking with talent, and, and and they'll do. They'll be serviceable. Chicago, uh, <coughs> Chicago. <coughs> <laughs> I got a question for you now. Where is right. Tom Brady going? Oh, prison, hopefully. Um, <laughs> man, oh man, I don't know. I I just my heart says somewhere else because realistically, it doesn't really make much sense for him to come back financially. You know, I think the Patriots should move on. Whatever. Everybody's saying. That Brady but, either wants to go to the Raiders or Titans. I, I don't think he. I don't think he goes anywhere. I think he you stays where he so? is. I don't think I, dude. That's like seeing Tim Duncan in like a Celtics jersey or something like that. Like you yeah. don't, you don't see that Kobe Bryant in like a Magic jersey or something. Like you don't see Tom Brady in anything other than a New England Patriots jersey on a cold Sunday afternoon in Foxborough, Massachusetts. It's just not right. It's call just me, not call right. me insane. Call me insane. I think he's going to the Titans. <sighs> I think Whoa. he's going to the Titans. I really do. If you they can't beat them, join them, right? Right? They don't want they, – <laughs> they literally are – they don't – I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be like their backup plan. They hmm. are going to go after Brady. I think the Raiders are also going to go after Brady. I don't think – I don't, I don't, I don't see him going back to the Patriots, unless the Patriots fix what they have at like wide receiver. There's, there's literally no need. I mean, Titans are, are, are already good team. That's what Brady is going to go to. That's what he needs to go to. Like a team that's already set. Maybe not the Raiders because they still don't have a, like a good wide receiver corpus or anything of that sort. But I can see him going there. Like I really can. So, yeah. I mean. I wouldn't be. Hmm, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't know, man. I just can't see Tom Brady. I I'm standing right now in a different jersey. I just cannot see it. I mean, it's possible. Obviously, anything's possible, but like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'll it would. My, but, I'll eat uh, my foot if he if he does not go to the Titans. You'll eat your foot. All right, all right. I'm <laughs> I'm making sure that is absolutely clipped. 
I'm going to make sure I have that audio recording. I can't I wait until I'm right. I, I cannot wait until I'm right. He's going to the Titans. All right. You're going to be one-footed the rest of the year. Well, forever. But, uh... and, and, and then, look, like, I mean, and then Mike, v- Mike Vrabel is his old teammate. Like, this is literally just like a match made in heaven. Hey, and they're, you know, their jerseys blue, white, and red, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see where I'm going yeah, with this. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I see that more than the Chargers or the Raiders, but yeah. I, I see like people saying like Philip Rivers will go to the Colts. I don't Ew. I That's don't gross. see that happening. Like I, I could, honestly. I could see that happening more than Tom Brady. Really? Going to the Titans, yeah, for sure. Because look, let's let's be realistic. Jacoby Brissett's not their long-term answer at QB. Yeah, Obviously, but neither he was would, more of a bridge. Neither QB. would Philip Rivers be. No, but they do have a competitive enough, a competitive enough roster to make a playoff or a Super Bowl run with a decent QB there. I don't like think Philip Rivers, Rivers is, is that good anymore. I, I mean, he's not going to push him over the top, up. but he, I don't know, of course he is. He's in the 16th season. Of course, he's not going to be. <laughs> So what, what 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 service would he be going to the Colts? I mean, he's a good name. He's a good, nice name, but he can't throw the ball down the field. He can't run. Everything literally has to be perfect for the Colts. Would he be better than Jacoby Brissett, though? I don't think he would be all that better than Jacoby Brissett. I really don't. Hmm, I think he'd be cheaper. No, no he's not. I he's think gonna, he would be. He's going to cost seven, he's, he's, he's going to cost over twenty million. Ooh man! If if my team gave Philip Rivers twenty million dollars in his seventeenth <laughs> season, I would have a fit. I would Dude. have a fit. I would I would be outside of headquarters or the office or whatever with a torch and saying this is an abomination because he has done nothing. I mean, he's had a valuable career. He's a storied guy. I get that. I'm not disrespecting Philip Rivers by any stretch, but I mean. The fact of the matter is, he is not worth twenty million dollars. I'm sorry, he's not. He's just not. I just sat and pictured like how different the league is going to look with all the oh, it's gonna be crazy, coming dude. out of the draft and then free agency. This if is all, a turning point for the NFL if all these QBs it, it's a work huge out. turning point. I mean, I, I feel like the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl in general was like a huge turning point for the NFL. Yeah. Honestly, Watson but, and Lamar doing their thing like this is yeah. a whole era. This it's is a not whole the era. Manning and Rivers and Brady and you know all these guys era anymore. This is this it's new. It's it's time times yeah. are changing. Just like Tim Duncan retires and Shaq and you know D Wade and all these guys and now you got KD and Giannis and you're just like who like you wouldn't even imagine yeah. these guys back in the day. But guess what? Now we can't imagine the game without them. Um, so it's it's one of those things that it's it's happening very fast, but. It's good for the league. It's good for the league because if you've seen anything as a track record in the NFL, it's only getting better. I mean, it's only getting more talented. It's only getting deeper, and it's only getting better to watch. Um, But these type of guys coming in, like Lamar Jackson, you know, a a QB who runs for a thousand plus yards and he does all (laughs) this. I mean, when 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 was this a thing? Besides Mike Vick, like this is just not a thing that we're used to seeing, and it's good for the league. It's really good for the league. I, I definitely agree. And then, like you got like anomalies, like like Mister Thirty Thirty himself, James yeah, Winston. exactly. And he got eye surgery, so I mean, look out for him. To have look out MVP for him. Year, like I mean, forty five touchdowns incoming for James. Honestly, Winston. though, like because he's probably seeing like, I mean, six Mike Evans on you know on offense last year. Instead, there was only one. So if he can have thirty touchdowns, seeing you know terrible vision, 
hey, the sky's the limit for him. I know that sounds kind of optimistic, but like realistically, your vision as a QB is everything. So if he got corrective surgery to fix his eyes, he's only going to be better, right? Yeah. So, the only way it can be up. It has to be that way. Yeah. I, I just don't know where he's going free agency. Like, he's going to be a starter somewhere. There's no way he's going to be a backup. There's no, no way at all. No, no. But, no. He's, he's starting. He's starting. <laughs> Chicago. <clears throat> Chicago again. But that uh, would be odd. On top of that, Chicago usually oof. doesn't go after black quarterbacks, so I don't, I don't know. Usually, no, they never go after black quarterbacks. Like I think they only signed like me. Didn't they sign like Jason Campbell at one point? Yeah, they did. That was it. Like that was literally it. That all pretty I can much. remember. Yeah, like, I mean that's pretty much it. All I can remember as well. I mean, you got some practice squad guys or some preseason guys that made the roster, but nothing long term. No. Yeah. But I mean. This should tell you everything that you need to know about the Chicago Bears and signing black quarterbacks, whether whatever way you want to look at it. They didn't even attend Deshaun Watson's workout. They didn't even go. That's they didn't sick. even go. I think they're one I of two teams that didn't even why. go. You didn't even att- you didn't even go. Like you didn't even make the trip. You're just like, nope. Trubisky's our guy. That's it. Like you know how ignorant and how stupid that makes your organization look. Like that's just like blind idiocy. You're just. Oh, and, then to watch them, and then to oh, watch them dominate, it's literally embarrassing. It is, oh, dude. Though, oh, I'm, I'm disgusted. I throw up every time they throw a touchdown. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's terrible to watch because they didn't even give Mahomes any looks. They didn't even attend Watson's camp. I mean, it's like, why? At least go. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not going to yeah. take him, whatever, that's great. But at least go. I mean, something could happen. Something could develop where you're like, hey. <laughs> This guy is actually not bad. Hey, this guy may be our guy. Well, I really want to know, go, like, what was know. their, what was their like grade on him at at that point? Like, what nothing because like, they didn't oh, even man, do I'm anything. Good. They didn't do any work That's on him. Insane. They didn't do their due diligence. They did nothing. They didn't even show up. It's stupid. It's stupid. So yeah, count count out Jordan Love going to the Bears or Tua or anyone. Kay Bridgewater, <laughs> Jameis. Anybody with a little shade. Oh, man. Anyone with a little tint on their skin, you're not coming to the Bears. So get it out of your mind right now. Oh, as man. bad or as as wrong as that sounds, that's that's not my standpoint. That's not my views. That's just the way Chicago is for some reason. With Starts with management. I don't know. There's so many stories about you know, this and that and theories on why they don't take black QBs or why they don't think they'll have success. I don't know, but if you look at Chicago sports, I mean, some of these storied legends are black. They're right. good. They're black. Michael Jordan was not white. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, if that tells you anything, I don't know. It's just, I've just heard a lot of stories from, you know, upper brass or, you know, people who have an inside, um, you know, kind of track on that type of stuff. And they just, they were really sold on Mitch Trubisky being their prototype ideal QB for the Bears. You know, he's, He's white, whatever. He's he's tall. He's you know he's strong. He's humble. He's well well spoken. You know he's this man, that whatever. Man. That's great. But that's what. Guess what? He's not the player you need. He might be the person. He might be nice. <laughs> he might take pictures with your kids. He'll, he'll do this that. Cool. But does he win football games? Does he bring you money? Does he bring Super Bowls? No, no, and no. Man, so I really I really want to know. How many other quarter or how many other teams had a first round grade on Mr. Biscuit? Oh, it couldn't God. have been many. 
There's no, no way it was many. No, there's no possible way. And this is, I, it makes me sick thinking about and talking about to this day that they moved up one pick and gave up all that for one pick when San Francisco was clearly not taking a QB there. He clearly wasn't taking them. Like he was, they weren't taking Mitch Trubisky. They would not take him. They would have taken someone not named Mitch Trubisky. They might have gone QB. I doubt it, but they weren't taking Mitch. And if they were, let them. Like, there's so many other options. It's just, oh, man. Frustrating. It's a frustrating, frustrating thing that'll never escape me because this is the type of thing that it cripples your franchise going forward and it gives you a bad rep and it gives you all this. And it's just negative. Negative association with the Bears will forever and always be the failure to draft, develop, trade, or acquire an elite QB. Jay Cutler was not elite. McMahon was not elite. I mean, you got you got guys that are in the middle of the pack, good, whatever. Sid Luckman, good, okay, cool. But there's never been an elite QB in Chicago Bears history. If there has, find me him. Point, point him out. I'd like to know because I haven't seen one. And we won't for a while until something changes, front office changes, or they just simply wake up, which they're not going to wake up. They put all the stock and money in the midst. They're not going to. They're not going to just be like, oh, yep, yep. You know, he's not it, but he's not it. Everyone knows. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. Can't really can't really change the past, but I sure can't complain about it. And I, I, I sure will. I sure will to this day. But, man, you know, I even, I even told myself, I even made a meme back in the day. Um, it was Deshaun Watson crying. It was a little picture of Deshaun Watson crying. And the tweet said, um, when the facts sinks in that you're going to be um, mentored into a mediocre career by Jay Cutler. Cause I was <laughs> that sure they were taking the shot. Watson. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't even take him. They didn't even take Mahomes. It's just, ugh. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. But yeah, I, I didn't even mean to put you in that dark hole. Dude, I'm going to be in that dark hole until they fix it. Like it's, it's, it's not your fault. It's just a matter of, it's okay. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is on the way. Don't even. Dude, worry about it. that's the second time you disrespected me on this podcast. That I would be the best. It. Would you rather have him or would you rather have uh a uh, uh, Mitch? Oh, probably Rivers because of his track record, but financially <laughs> and like you know the way the the league works. Shit, give me Mitch. He's cheaper. Probably not going to win that many more games, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just and Mitch doesn't turn the ball over a ton. Philip Rivers does. He, he just he just wings it, bro. He's just like screw it. He's like gun- down there somewhere. I don't it's care. So he's crazy. Gonna throw it, but... He's a gunslinger that doesn't have an arm anymore. Like I, I like that's a horrible combination to me. Yeah, like it's terrible. It's terrible. So I don't know. It's whatever, but. Man. We'll see. This is a good episode, though. This is a good freestyle episode. Dane yep. will be back next week. I for mean, sure, for sure. But um, like I said, I'm excited. Combine official, like, it, well, officially it really started already, but it really starts tomorrow with the with the workouts, and I'm I'm just ready to see where it all goes. Free agency a couple weeks away. There's a lot to be had. It's it's gonna be an exciting few weeks for sure. But absolutely, absolutely. So. Like I said, we'll be here every step of the way. Um, we'll be back again next week, probably to talk about combine stuff. You Big name board, it. Yeah. Players, results, all yeah. that, this, that, and the third. 
Absolutely. It's just we kind of had to freestyle it. We didn't really want to go too far without our guy Dane. So right. one of exactly. those things where you got to make stuff up on the fly, you know. All righty. And that'll wrap it up for episode 23. We'll be back next week. See you. Peace. Yes, sir.